Come on, everybody, it's the inside trip. So crack a high life and take a sip on that T-I-T. Get up and scream, and you can spell it backwards. You know what I mean. Your boy Brando in the house tonight. Gonna lay it down smooth and keep it tight. When Ben Watson gets on the mic, you better get ready because he brings the hype. It's about that time you already know that nasty trip, this nasty flow. The inside trip that is the show. Don't wind up on your back, bro. Uh, what's up, wrestling fans? We are back again. Episode number 113, lucky number 113 of the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast. My name is Brandon Olinger. Join with me as always, your man, everybody's man, the number one fan man, wearing some sweats. You know his knee pits are sweating. Ben, <laughs> the law Watson. What up, what up, what up? That duck butter in your pants right oh, now. Oh man, I couldn't get hot. Like normally I'm extremely hot are you cold yeah like i'm in sweats a hoodie i've got my snowboard socks on like, like what's wrong? are you sick no you're just getting old yeah i, I don't know man you got but... diabetes <laughs> you're gonna I lose might. a foot you might lose a foot on the podcast i, I might <laughs> i think i got pre-diabetes <laughs> pre-diabetes <laughs> <laughs> what's up my man not much uh we're back to talk to talk we're to back wrestling. to talk wrestling god dog it we're back to talk wrestling, man. Uh, this is kind of that lull period. You know, it's the end of the regular season. Conference tournaments are coming up here in about a week and a half. It's nap time. It is nap time, but you know what? We were going we were gonna unnap though. We we've been talking about a lot. How this season's been kind of ho hum, but thankfully we got some dudes that like to party a little bit, so we got some stuff to talk about. That's right. So anyway, we'll get into that and more in just a second. As I said, the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast, episode number one hundred and thirteen. You know where to find us on Twitter at the Inside Trip One, on Facebook the Inside Trip, Instagram, all that good stuff. As for the podcast itself, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spreaker, the Podbean, whatever you like, go out there, find it. Podbean. Subscribe to us, download, listen, give us a little rate and review, and if you want to send an email, you could do so to the Inside Trip One at gmail dot com. Speaking so, of rate and reviews, Ben, I I know I know you've been all over it. We I'm got, all over. We got any new ones? We do, but first, I've got to say this podcast episode 113 is sponsored by none other than Platform Brew Co. out of Ohio City, Cleveland, Ohio. Those Let me the, tell you how Ben effed up something else. Yep, I'm gonna tell you how I effed it up. I'm gonna make it right though. You're gonna make it right. I feel terrible. Like I'm gonna reach back. So you're awful. Platform um, um, Beer Co. is a um, is, is you a, think co short for company? Yeah, company. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a brewer out of Cleveland, and we were we were sipping on some of their tasty mimosas, and I'm actually sipping on one right now. Mimosas. Are you uh, another one? What's that? No. no, that's the last one. I hate you. Sorry. I, anyway, I, I'm sorry to interrupt. It's a mimosa that. style cocktail, um, and uh, we were drinking a couple of those on the on the what's it called? The podcast last the week. podcast, but also the. Um, What's the Twitter thing that we did? The Periscope. The Periscope as well. And somebody reached out to us on Twitter and said, hey, what were those beers you were drinking um, the other night? They sound delicious. And I They just, were delicious. Yeah, they are. And I tagged Platform Beer Co. in the tweet. And basically, and, and then we got to talking. And, and I was like, hey, Platform, what, you know, what do you think about sponsoring the pod? And they hit us up with a DM and said, hey, give us your address. We'll send you out a case of beer or whatever. And I was like, awesome. So 
I sent my address, and they sent it. And apparently with beer, you have to, or at least, at least what they had set up through FedEx is I had to be here to sign for it. Well, um, the two times they tried to deliver it, nobody was home. They tried to deliver it twice? Yeah. You didn't tell me that earlier. Well, I was, I was going to go pick it up today after I got shame off work. Shame on you. Shame. Shame. So shame. I had the ticket. I had the little tracking device ticket. Boo that, man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I was going to go pick it up. Just, I mean, they, brought, they sent us a, a big old freaking spectacle of different types of beer of their beer. And um, which is awesome, by the way, because I'm pumped up that a, a podcast or a, a beer company kind of like you know is sending us free stuff, um, and they have nothing to do with wrestling whatsoever except for the fact that they're in Cleveland. Well, shit, the FedEx dumbass shipped it back to sender because I didn't pick it up in time. Apparently, Ben, they tried to deliver it to you twice. And I'm at home. I work. Do not yell. Don't yell at me like that. That's but, why I always tell you: just give my address. My wife will happily sign for that beer. I know. But anyways, I mean, it's not their fault; it's mine. So I've got completely one hundred percent. Oh, I yeah. So platform, platform beer company, um, they're sold all around the country, actually, mainly in you know the tri-state area of uh, Kentucky, Indiana, and Ohio. If you're listening to this and you're uh, local to Ohio, check them out. Uh, they've got all different types of beer. They've got really good lagers. They've got excellent IPAs. They've got really good sours. Um, this mimosa is kind of a sour ale. It's very excellent. It's citrusy. It's, yeah, it's the, very citrusy. If you like mimosas, and I don't know how you cannot like mimosas, there's nothing better than me getting to work in the morning and pouring myself a nice mimosa right, to start my day. Right, you need your first day. mimosa. Absolutely. I need my third mimosa before my first meeting. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. So I wanted to shout out Platform Beer Co. Thank you very much. Um, I apologize for screwing things up. No, I, I don't forgive usual. you. I don't forgive you. Uh, we did get some reviews. and this is uh, So I'm going to go through and I'm going to read these uh, because you know, I, I promised. I promise. This one is uh, <laughs> I, I honestly, Ben, real quick, I'm sorry. Like, every time you do this, because I never go out and look at him, I almost like like my like my booty hole puckers up because I never know what somebody's going to say about us. I cringe. Well, this first one's great. Because you remember the comments we were getting on that Periscope we did after the, the podcast last time, right? <laughs> Man, they got, a, they got faces for radio. Yes, we know that. Well, these are pretty similar. Awesome. No, this one's a five-star uh, recruit. Five-star review. Five-star recruit. <laughs> Five-star review from Superboy at one. Uh, the title's vocabulary. Oh, boy. My kids learned four new cuss words after the last episode. It's awesome. <laughs> hey, that's what we're here for. Look, we're all about the children. children. I will raise your kids. Children are the future, and I've raised a couple myself. My son's 17 next month. Um, I'm quite certain he'll probably drop out of college, college one day. Um, but that's what we're here for. So please, we encourage you to let your kids listen to this podcast. Yeah. yeah the, 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 the E next to the podcast means educational, not explicit. <laughs> that might be one of your better jokes you've ever said. I like that. I like that good. one. Uh, J-Tay. J-A-Y-T-A-Y-13. Oh, I love that. J-Tay. Just Dynamite. With five stars. Recommended to me by a good friend. Love listening to it. All right. Well, JT, I love listening to you. Absolutely. We love that. Aaron Q, teacher. Oh, boy. Remember, this is the guy in Oregon that left us the review a long time ago. It was basically like, I gave it a three stars. I would have given it. He gave us four. No, he gave us four. But that's only because he was a Buckeye fan. But he updated it. Okay. He, he stuck with us. Hey, this is the dude that's still listening to us. And he communicates I, with us. I, I love when he communicates with us. I but appreciate- I, you, I remember that first review a long time ago because even you were like, Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> no, but he said this podcast is dope. Oh, he must have saw my flipping tweet I put on my personal account. What'd you say? Like, I feel so awkward and I cringe when I hear 
Fuck, dude, say dope. Like, I, it, it literally, all I think about is they, they remind me of Cheddar Bob from, oh. from Eight Mile or whatever it is. Oh, he did it. <laughs> I, he did that shit on purpose. Damn it, you, Aaron Q, the teacher. Aaron Q. But thanks for the review anyway. And then we got McNulty, 7310. Oh, McNulty. Salty McNulty. Best wrestling podcast in the game. I have a soul-crushing two-hour commute every day into NYC. Thank you for making one morning a week during wrestling season actually enjoyable. Keep up the good work. And if you come to Redka's for Big Tens, beer's on me. Well, These people, a lot of people from Jersey want to buy us beers. I love that review. Unfortunately, we can't make it to Rutgers for, Rutgers for Big Tens this year. Uh, but I'll tell you what. Let's just go to Jersey anyway and have some beers with McNulty. Yeah, we should. McNulty, Salty and then there's another dude on here I have to go check. Yeah, I remember that. He was a, a police beer. officer from yeah. PA that moved to Ru- mm-hmm. Jersey or something. Yeah, said the same thing. If He said that if we went to uh, the uh, Final X that was out there. Wasn't there a Final X yeah. or something? Yeah. Was it? it well, there was, one, there was one in Lehigh. No. No. It was in Penn State. No, I think he was talking about the Big Tens. Was he? Was it Big yeah. Tens? All right. And the last one is from IAPSU fan. So an Iowa PSU fan. Hey. <laughs> I'm sorry. I bet you like New England Patriots and the Boston Red Sox, right. too. <laughs> and and the, the Lakers. The title of the review is Joe. Joe Mama? Joe. Joe. Who's Joe? I, I love- don't know. <laughs> Great podcast. Posting this review, so you have to address this question. Oh, God. No, it's not bad. Any in-person podcast at NCAAs this year, like Cleveland in 2018? Keep up the good work. Um, That's actually a really good question. I'm not sure what all is going to go down in Minneapolis this year. I know Ben is not going. I will be there. There is a big group of us that will be there, and we've talked about doing um, – You know, I'll be there. The Blood Round Boys will be there. The IA Wrestle guys will be there. Um, Willie Saylor will be there. Um, Earl from the open mat will be there. What I mean by be there is like, the, there's like 10 of us that are sharing, uh, I, 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 I'm pretty positive an 800 square foot studio apartment. So, um, something is bound to happen, uh, podcast wise, uh, not sure what it is yet, but we'll let you know when we do. That sounds good, man. I'm not going to be there. So I'm bummed about that, but okay. So I, I read out the reviews. I shouted out platform beer co. We you, did the business. You, stuff. Yeah. You did the business. You're getting down to business. Now I guess it's time to... There's no more beating around that bush. Zahid Valencia, my friend. What a... Oh, dude, Jesus. Um, I know, it's like we're, we're both getting ready and prepared to talk about this, and then we just like... Uh, let me just preface... A couple of... You know... A couple of things came out this past week that... I'm not sure anyone or anyone who has spoken publicly knows all the details of what's going on. We, for sure, do not know the truth, the details, or anything. So we're just going to preface this. that These are just our comments, opinions, like two knucklehead drunks sitting at a bar talking wrestling. So don't take anything that we say for gospel, um, but feel free to spread it around to as many people as you want to. We'll just put it that way. But Feel free to take this as gospel. Yeah. Uh, Zahid. My first thing is, I'm disappointed. Honestly, I, I, who? I, I'm really disappointed. Just, even though I don't think, I, I think he will be back for the postseason, I'm disappointed in the event that he's not. Because he's been, 
dude, he's going to go down. He would go down as an all-time great. Honestly, if you think about it, an all-time great with what? Two losses on his record. Yeah, one, yeah. two. Both to Mark Hall, Hedger Poole. Poole. No, and he lost once to um, Dan Lewis, Cradle King. Oh, so three losses. Yeah. He lost to Hall the, the last year in the duel when he got ridden like yeah. a mule, the headgear, and then to Dan Lewis. So yeah, I Ridden mean, like a mule, headgear pull, and Dan Lewis. Cradled up. Standing cradle. <laughs> yeah. I, you're right. One of the, one of the, one of the greats, right? Uh, a, a, a decade talent, a generational type talent. With Front runner for he, the Hodge this year. Yeah, with what he was capable of doing. Um, <laughs> so, I'm oh, sorry. Dear. Like... <laughs> Like literally, the news came out two days after we posted last week's podcast. When I'm all like, "Zahid's the Hodge this year. Zahid's the Hodge." Hey, I'm going to retract that. Zahid is not going to win the Hodge this year. He might. He's not. Uh, what if he wrestles? Even if he wrestles, I don't see it happening. The heart and character thing. Uh, and what does that say? There's all kinds of rumors of what he failed for. What we do know is it's not PED. So then it must be recreational. So yeah, I guess we should probably say what we do know first before we what go off into wild really tangential know, speculation. It's what we've heard. We know that he failed the drug test. We know they failed a drug test. And we know that it was for recreational drugs. And we know that he suspended indefinitely. By the school, not the NCAA. Right. What we're, those are, and those are, that's three important right. things right there. What we're pretty sure of, and what I think other people might know, is that it wasn't a WADA test, a World Anti-Doping Agency test. Which those are the tests that would affect your Olympic eligibility and world eligibility. So you're saying he failed a test from his probation officer? <laughs> it could be. I'm just kidding. It's possible. That's legitimately it, it possible. Had, it, it, in my opinion, it's probably from the school. But what I'm hearing. Now, what are you hearing? Is that it, it was at the it was at the Matteo Pelicone. Where's that at? In Rome. Oh, what? What? When in Rome? Or whatever the. When yeah. in Rome? I mean, come on. The Rome tournament was at the Pelicone. It had to have been. I think. Sounds Italy. And Italian. That it, and that it was a test there, but it wasn't water sanctioned. And so here's the reason why WADA is only going to take their own tests, right? And I think that Flo talked about this as well. But even before they were, you were asking me, and I was like, look, it, it gets very dicey here because Brandon was asking me, okay, what's the rules here, right? You're the lawyer. Figure this out. And I said, okay, I'll do my best. But the problem is, depending on who administered the drug test, different rules apply. The one they're ma- not straightforward either. No, it's, 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 at all. a lot of gray area. And one of the major reasons why that is is, is a chain of custody issue. Zahid would have a field day argument to say, look, I was tested in Rome and some back ass, you know, they made me pee in a cup. I don't know where that cup went. Now you're going to, and it wasn't sanctioned by WADA, the test. And now you're going to just adopt some random test. WADA's WADA's not going to do that. WADA's not going to adopt some random drug test that they didn't have technical and physical safeguards over administering. It makes sense. I think, and I'm going off memory here, so I could be wrong, but you remember when, all that PED stuff came out in baseball, and there was a lot of stuff about whether – it was all about the chain of custody. That's yeah, chain of custody is huge. So it, it's a huge thing. So it, it makes sense. The thing that gets me is that there, there's a lot of people that are say, that say Zahid's done, and maybe he is. I don't know. All right, I really don't know. But if he is done, it's his senior year. He's got a month left. Why would they say suspended indefinitely? That's that's the thing for me. Usually when Big word suspended indefinitely, that basically means it's up to our discretion when we'll say he's going to be back, and we haven't announced that yet. So I'm still on I'm, – I'm still going to toe the line that I expect him to wrestle again this year. But, but again, going off the fact that I don't really know anything, and I, I hope we get to see him wrestle again. It wasn't a PED, so it means it's recreational. Whatever. Right. So here's it's Arizona State. We have a lot. 
I mean, it, no, I no, and we're gonna. Get, I'm not even saying that it's funny. It's Arizona and, State, and we can we can dive into that right and, now. And Italy, Rome. Yeah, if you, if you want to dive into the the aspect of that, first let's 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 finish off with the with the the, the chain of, the legitimacy of the test issue because that's what. So the NCAA to be able to suspend them would have to adopt the findings of the test where it was administered, unless they administered it themselves or the school administered it. Okay. And well, even if the school minister, the NCAA would have to adopt the findings of it. And again, if the NCAA adopts the findings of it and says we b- we believe that that test you took was legitimate, there could be a legal nightmare. Could be. He to say, you know what, prove it, or maybe he has the burden of proof to to, to cast enough reasonable doubt to say, look, the test was weird. They normally don't test over here unless it's a WADA, you know, a WADA sanctioned event or WADA's testing. Um, I, I don't know where that test went. I don't know who tested it. I don't know how they tested it. You know, there could have been eight or nine different people that they can't subpoena because they're over in another country to come testify as to how that test was administered. So if the NCAA, if he, if the NCAA tries to adopt that test, that they might, they might have a battle themselves. Now we're getting down to quitting time here because it's about to be Pac-12 season or yeah. you know tournament. But. And I, and I think it's worth noting is, again, the fact that. We haven't heard anything from the NCAA about this. It's all been Arizona State. He's been suspended by the Arizona State Athletic Department. Um, and it's indefinite. Um, there's rumors that this is not his first failed test. There's rumors that it could be, um, who, who knows what it could be, you know, a little, uh, little. It's cocaine is what uh, people are saying. Okay, they're saying cocaine. All right. Okay. Which, I, I, which, is, which is different than marijuana. I think a lot of people would have a difference of opinion if it was marijuana over cocaine. Honestly, if it's recreational, I don't care what these kids are doing. It's college. I mean, don't do drugs, kids. Don't do drugs. But I don't care. I mean, anybody I that I, says I of cocaine is a PED, it's not a PED. It's not. Uh, you can have a different. It's illegal. Yes, it's absolutely illegal. It's if it's against the rules, that's great. I'm just saying, like, I don't care. I really don't care. They're not doing it to gaining to gain an edge. He's doing it to have a good time. Right. But I, I think that my my opinion is more than just stigmatic here. And the fact that cocaine is is a, a more addictive and more dangerous drug than marijuana. One hundred percent. Okay. It's okay. not just the stigma. Whereas marijuana, I think that, I think there is a huge stigma attached to it because of the fact that it's a Schedule One narcotic by the government. And we, you and I, can have the debate of whether or not we don't we need that. Yeah. We know that we, we, both of us agree. And you know what? I hope that you don't stop listening to us if you disagree. Both of us agree that marijuana should be illegal. Or excuse me, legal. It should be legal. Should yeah. Be legal. I, and I'm not going to hide that. But the one, th- the caveat I'll throw at you, man, we're really going on a tangent here. Is why I not? Do, I, I agree with you. Cocaine is a dangerous drug. I agree with you. It's a very addictive drug. I, but I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you right now. Alcohol is one of the most addictive and dangerous substances there is. And because it's not illegal and because it's socially acceptable and because it's taxed like a mother, you know what, and the government's been making tons of money off of it, it's okay. The point I'm making is he's a grown, he's, he's an adult. He's a grown man. It's not a PED. It is against the rules. Okay, so there is that. I'm just saying, to me personally, whatever. Okay, so yeah, so let's get into that. Let's let, let's get into that. You you and I, we were kind of talking. We, we we were taking different stances or taking different. We were talking di- different things there. One, we were talking whether or not the drug test should be upheld versus whether or not we believe that even if it is upheld, 
he he should be held. If out. it's not a water or whatever it is, no, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be upheld. Right. If it's not water, it, it shouldn't be. It's obviously shouldn't be upheld from an Olympic standpoint. And if it wasn't NCAA sanctioned, how's the NCAA going to adopt that? It, I think that I think that they're setting a dangerous precedent without without unless that's in the rules. Unless that's in the rules where it says that we will we have the authority and ability to, which it might. I didn't see it to adopt any drug test yeah. that was administered. And if it's a school administered drug test, that's where it gets gnarly. Okay, then. It, I do believe that it, it, it's up to the school. Yes. It's up to the school. All right, so – and that's where I'm going to go back to he was suspended indefinitely. Look, you're a senior. You've got a month left of the season. Essentially, you had one or two duels left, then conference and NCAAs. If he was going to be done for the year by the school, they would say his season is over. He's done for the year. But you know what? I, I, I can't imagine – I can't imagine a school like Arizona State who has the chance – to not only crown a three-time national champ, to not only have a guy go down as the all-time greats, he was the Hodge front runner. Nah, I mean these colleges. It puts him in a trophy hunt. Greedy trophy. But these colleges are greedy. They want that recognition. They want that money. They want that long-term impact. Nah. Yeah, but at some point, when, when do you got to step up and say that? Look, um, that they're violating rules, whether they be team rules or NCAA rules. Um, making a statement or setting an example is more important than that. I think that's a great thing to do in high school. When you're in college, it's about money, brother. It's about money. I'm sorry. These teams ain't making money. You they're, don't... Just, they're drained. They're they're suckling on the freaking big old tit that is the NCAA in the, in the school. Okay, so you think that having a guy like Zahid finish his career as a 3-1-1-1 Recruiting. winner, you don't think that, that helps? It helps the team recruiting wise, and if if they if, if they could sneak in to get a trophy, which they were actually um, based on just um, rankings point wise, they were only five point five points with counting Zahid as a champ behind the fourth place team. Then yeah, that's that's a big deal, that's a huge deal. But the thing is, if it's a school decision or a team decision, it doesn't matter where the hell that test was administered. Zeke Jones can say, buddy, you know I, we're going to take that test at face value. I'm holding you out. Yeah, he could. There's, I mean, there's, so there's other rumors. Remember what we said? We're going to talk about facts, and then we're going to talk about rumors. I don't mind talking about rumors, um, but I'm just going to tell you that there are rumors. The rumors are that this is not the first time he failed a test. Okay. If that's true, then that's a problem because if he did fail it two or three times, especially if it's two or three times in one year, then we're more concerned about this concerned about this young man's health than I am about him winning another title. All right, I, I I respect that statement. I do, and I and yes, I agree with you. But I'm not going to go down that path right now. So if there's anything else you want to say about that, feel free to do so. Okay. The point I'm just going to keep going back to is, if that's the case, then don't make it indefinitely. Make it a permanent suspension. His career is over. He is no longer an athlete at Arizona State University. If if you're aware that you're going to be tested and you've failed multiple times, again, this is just the rumor part then that means you have a serious problem. Okay, you've got a serious problem if you're failing tests when you know you're going to be tested. Shit, if you get popped uh, on a random preseason test by your team when you were out partying the night before and you were doing something that you shouldn't be doing and it's a one-time occurrence or you, you use it casually or occasionally, okay. But if, you've been, if you failed it multiple different times and you fail it at a place where you know you're going to be tested, now maybe they didn't know they were going to be tested, that goes to show that that drug has a power over you that you're incapable of fighting on your own. Well, a couple of things here. One, you don't know what the drug was the other two times, if indeed he was tested the other two times. You're making an assumption there. 
Okay, you're making an assumption. Absolutely, I've, okay? I've said that. So, it, 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 and I get it, and I agree with you on a lot of things, and I don't mean to come off and sound, I don't want to sound like an asshole or anything. The point I'm making is, is either he's done or he's not. And if he's done, then call it done. Okay, don't call it indefinite. Call it done. And because they say it was indefinite, and this, this is about me with with the, me knowing any not knowing anything else, I expect to see him back on the map for the postseason. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it'll be a PR nightmare. I, I don't know. Maybe the NCAA can step in. Maybe it's whatever. But then call it what it is. My guess is that the team suspended him indefinitely as soon as they got the news because they wanted the show that they act appropriately. It's the same thing that <clears throat> they'll tell you. You know, you need to act fast when you're dealing with those types of things. Take swift action quickly. Um, um, to, to, uh, to, if, 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 there's, if somebody's in danger, and then figure things out on the back end. If you wait around and then he fails another test or something like that, then it looks even worse. Okay, but it's an indefinite suspension. You're right. So what I bet they're doing right now is they're waiting on. They're waiting. Zeke Jones, or the school, or somebody, or the athletic director, most likely. Most likely, Zeke found out about it, took it to the AD. Right, because that's his obligation to do. And the AD said he suspend him indefinitely. And then now he's working his channels through the university to for the university to make a determination of whether or not they believe that this person is appropriate to represent the Arizona Sun Devils. Um, Fair point. That's and if the a, N- good point. right, and that's where I'm guessing it's sitting. And they might even be waiting to see if the NCAA is going to step in. And if the NCAA does not step in, and if the NCAA is not is not going to step in, Arizona State has to weigh this. They have to weigh whether or not he's been busted before. If he's been busted two other times before and this is the third time, I bet you Arizona State will say he's done. But if that's not true and this was his first failed test, even if it was for cocaine, I bet you Arizona State will allow this kid to wrestle. Okay. Well, let's just, look, honestly, we've gone on for about this for, for almost 20 minutes. Let's just move on because there's, I can't say anything different. You made great points there. There was also some other news that came out that it's possible that Dayton Fix – also failed a test for PEDs, as it was rumored. I don't know whether this holds merit, whether it's true. I don't know anything about this. But if so, there's a lot of ramifications on this one because my understanding was they were saying it was a water test. Water or USADA. USADA, whatever. One, one of the tests. That- and it was for PEDs. Yeah. So, again. That's a way different ball game, right? That's basically, if that's the case. And again, guys, you're looking gals, at a two-year ban. We don't know. You're looking at a two-year ban on the senior circuit and an automatic one-year ban in college. Yeah, that's a great point. So, and that, to me, that that's got a, that's there's a lot of ripple effect to that because when you compare the heat situation to this, the heat situation is strictly college. He's going to step off the mat whether he's going to wrestle again or not and go straight into the senior circuit, and he's going to compete for the 86-kilogram spot. Yeah, based on what we understand, he should be able to compete for the 86-kilogram spot, right? You would think. I I think, unless it was a USADA test or a WADA test, he should be able to compete. Um, Dayton fixed. So we we get this, right? I mean, you you know, if you're on Twitter, um, the rumors are— Saying it's Adderall. Yeah, the rumors are are rampant. it was a story that was broke by this, the same gentleman. I don't know how to say his last Let's name. Let's call him Pat Minio. Pat Minio. Very polarizing figure 
in the wrestling community. Right. He he's he's he, you know he's from my understanding broken a number of stories that have turned out to be accurate and broken some and, and spread some news that has turned out to be inaccurate. Now, when you're breaking stories, not everything is always going to break your way. I, th- I mean, honestly, I think, think Flo- you could say the same thing about Flo. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. Everybody- not a knock on them. I mean, yeah. you could say the same thing about a lot of people. Right. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and make a judgment on this this guy. He. He put out the Zahid thing, and I think he was pretty much pretty much right. I think that he he might have missed a few key factors about who the test was from. Maybe he didn't have that information, but he broke that Dayton Fix had been um, tested positive for PEDs, and then nothing comes out. But the interesting thing is that United States Wrestling has removed Dayton Fix as the Pan Am um, champion rep, or Pan yeah. Am qualifier rep. Yeah. To go over there and qualify the weight and Sent put Darren in Thomas Cruz. Gilman. No, Darren Cruz. Darren Cruz is going for the Pan Am Championships. That's a different thing. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, it's, they're going to send um, Thomas Gilman for the qualifier. Right. So they removed, fix. That's interesting. Sending Gilman. The timing right there tends to lead credence to the fact that— That ain't no coincidence. Yeah, that, that it's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. Um, and if that's the case, we're talking about a two-year ban of our of our previous rep, of our of a multiple-time junior world— uh, medalist, including a junior world gold, and um, also his college. So he it was a freshman last year. He was a redshirt freshman. Redshirt freshman. Redshirt freshman. Sophomore. So he would miss up. his sophomore. Yeah, he would miss his sophomore season, and he would be able to compete again as a junior and a senior. Um, if if what we're hearing is true, and okay. we, and we've interpreted the rules right, which. You guys know us. Who knows what the hell we're saying? Well, it's hard to interpret the it's rules. Hard, it's very hard. It, it, it is, especially. I think it's. I think the fix. It's, the fix ruling is easier. If it was a USADA or WADA test, the standard is pretty much a two-year ban, and then the NCAA could. It's adopt pretty cut. Yeah, it's pretty cut and dry. Yeah, the NCAA could adopt that test because it's based on another another sanctioned um, testing agency, USADA, that's doing the test, um, and they, they could then uh, and because it's a PED. Um, it could be a, a year suspension. So the NCAA suspends fifty percent of the year if you test for positive for a cannabinoid, and um, then they consider pretty much everything else performance enhancing, uh, based on a list. Interesting, you know. So I think they probably would consider that's, yeah, that's where it gets really confusing with what Zahid actually was popped for. But look, cocaine's not performance enhancing. Ask the woman of any dude that's ever done it before; she'll tell you he didn't perform. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> probably couldn't get a boner. Speaking uh, of boners, 184 pounds. I don't even know what that means, Ben, or where you're going with this. <laughs> I'm not speaking of boners, and we're not talking about 184 pounds dealing with boners. Well, no, but um, it, yeah, I don't know where What you does want. it do? Like, on a, yeah. Okay, no. Uh, no. Let's there's a huge ripple, that. like you said. There's a, yeah, a big ripple effect. What does that do to 184? Because... Look, you ha- you had Zahid who was head and shoulders, the cut and clear, like cream of the crop of 184. Okay, he rise to the top. He, he, uh, automatically. Now, are we saying something couldn't happen like, like that happened with Mymar last year? Of course not. But anyway, he was the number one guy at this weight class this year. So now, what happens? Because now, most I think publication ranking publications has. Um, Lujan from Northern Iowa as the number one guy who has two losses, Hunter Bolin, 
uh, was one of them, and I believe Hidley was Hidley. the other. Yep. Okay, um, here's a guy that's never been an All American and a couple time around a twelve and maybe around a sixteen guy as well. Yep. Going off memory, um, you got another guy like Hunter Bolin sitting at probably three by most publications who has two losses. Um, his losses came from Bonac. Corsi, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, and, and, and a Lujan match. And, they, and he, Lujan, they split. They split at the CKLV yeah. with Bolin winning the last one. And but he also has a win over Hidley, who gave Lujan, Lujan, whatever one of his losses. It, do, one, it doesn't even matter. 184 is going to be an absolute shit show. Well, and even Hidley, even Hidley, you know, kind of has a. He's got a few losses. Yeah, I think that so. Yeah, so Hidley. Bolin and Lujan all have at least three top ten wins and no more than two top ten losses, and no more than two losses, I believe. Right? Hid- Let's check Hidley real quick. Hid- Hidley's got some great wins, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Well, they all have this. It's a very similar resume. Hidley, only, Hidley has three losses. Right. So one to Bolin. Yep. One to Dupre. Yep. And one to and Zahid. And one to Zahid. Right. So, yeah. So, so let's knock the Zahid one out. Okay, because I believe that was in the Cliff Keen finals, right? Uh, that was in the yeah, Cliff King. King final. So let's knock that one out. All right, everybody's going to lose this. So he's heat. got Dupree. So he's got Dupree and Bolin. And Bolin. So in my opinion, Bolin has got the better wins. He also probably, his losses aren't terrible. Okay. Well, his losses are fine. They're not terrible at all. So, again. But Luan, but his losses probably are a little worse. Luan's losses are to Bolin and to Hidley. The, the top two, two and three. Two and three. You know, whereas Bolin lost to... But Bolin's beat beat Lujan, and he's beat Hidley. But Lujan's beaten Bolin. He lost to Bonacorsi. Bonacorsi's five. He a scrub. He Bonacorsi's scrub. five right now. I know, scrub. yeah. So I think that there's a lot of... What I think it does, Brandon, and, and, and I, I think we, we, we glossed over it this. It makes the weight class wide open. Wide open. wide open. That's exactly right. Wide open. It makes it probably the most wide open weight class in the country. Because honestly... It's so wide My open. opinion... Look, removing Zahid... Let's let's just say he doesn't wrestle. You look at these guys. Luhan, dude can go toe to toe with any guy in the country. Hidley, Hidley is amazing as a freshman. Hunter Bolin, he's we already talked about what he he's did. One of the best. Louis Dupre, round twelve guy last year, has great wins this year. Stud coming out of high school. Aaron Brooks, one of the most talented guys at this weight class. Bonacorsi has some of the greatest attacks and gas tank at this weight class. A guy like Taylor Vince, oh, only took third as a freshman, round of twelve last year. Fourth get, as a freshman. Was it fourth? Yeah, he lost to, um, what's the dude from Illinois' name again? Cam Caffey? Yeah, fourth. You're no, right. not, no, not Caffey. Not Caffey. Emory Parker. Emory Parker, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, he's gone fourth in round of 12 Bonacorsi's last year. Bonacorsi's only lost four matches. He lost to Montalvo, which is probably the toughest match, the toughest one of his losses. He did lose to Andrew Morgan from Campbell, but that dude has got some wins, too. So it's just... Uh, I, you got a guy like Abasad that beat Venz, and then Venz beats Brooks. Brooks beats Fins. You got a guy like Cam Caffey who, after a slow start with his six losses, he won't stop losing, dude, or winning. I mean, he just he he just beat freaking Johnny Sebastian. He beat Abe Assad. He beat Bronigal. He beat Taylor Vins. I mean, it, you don't know what this guy could do. I can tell you what he can do: he can grow some great hair. Have you seen <laughs> that fro? He's got some nice hair. It's awesome. I, it's it's top five afros at 184 pounds. <laughs> It is. It's top five afros at 184 pounds. I would go. I would venture to go all the way down to fucking. I'd here's. I would tell you, truthfully, here's people that if Zahid's out, that could win this win this weight class in my okay. opinion. And you might think I'm crazy. Luan, Bolin, Hidley, Dupre, Bonacorsi, Brooks, Caffey, Vance. 
What if Northern Iowa, for the second year in a row, has a guy at the same weight class and never All-American and then wins it? That'd be crazy. Was Foster never an All-American before? I don't think he was. I could be wrong. Check me on that. Fact check me. I will. You just talk. Okay. So today I... Give me your your guys. Who do you think could win? Um, Lujan, Bolin, Hidley, Aaron Brooks... Taylor Venz, if he gets hot, gets back to the old Taylor Venz. Bonacorsi as well. Does WrestleStat move, remove dudes after they're done? You son of a gun, WrestleStat. They, who they do? Remove Zahid? No, I can't find Drew Foster. <clears throat> no, they don't remove him. Did you type, Did you spell Foster right? Yeah, F-O-S. No. F-O-S-T-E-R, yeah. Yeah. No, he'll be on there. He's dude. a two-time All-American. Oh, was he? Yeah. What do you, what do you, what do you take before that? Did he ever want a state title? Is that what it was? Never won a state title? Yeah, he never won a state title. Well, there you go. That's what I meant. Anyway. Well, that's the same thing. I mean, yeah. I mean, Lujan's from Georgia. Georgia? You know who else is from Georgia? Cliff Fretwell. He is. He is from Georgia. Cliff? I like that dude. Swift Fretwell. Great guy. Um, Who's your favorite now, dog? I, I, I'm still going to stick with with Hidley. I'm going to stick with Hidley still. You riding that Hidley train? Yeah, I am. I am. You've ridden it all year. I have. Yeah, it's I'm, been I'm, consistent. I'm going to stay I, with I like it. That. Even with you know, okay, he's got three losses. Once this is he uh, lost to Bonacorsi, and who'd you say the Bowling? He's lost to Bonacorsi. He doesn't have a bad loss. He's got great wins. Uh, he's got the pedigree. Yeah, I'm going to stick with Hidley. I am. I'm. Gonna... You pick one. Aaron Brooks. It's because he's on your fantasy team. No, dude. It's because. The dude has one. I guess he hasn't faced the top, the top dogs. But yeah, everybody looks great against Rocky Jordan, except for Taylor Benz. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That's <laughs> but, well, you know what? Everybody looks great against Taylor Benz this year, except for Aaron Brooks and Zahid. Remember that? First right. Ma- oh yeah, my goodness, oh yeah. yeah. Almost has Zahid beat. Yeah, maybe it's not. Maybe you know what? Oh, look at you backtracking. Okay, that's th- why I love talking wrestling with you, Ben. I really do. All right, it's Hunter Bowling then, because he's on your fantasy team. Yeah, <laughs> you know I got Bowling and Brooks, baby. I think that Kathy could make some serious noise too. I'm this plane is crazy. I don't know. I think I might want Luhan to win it though. Cause you and I having the champ two years in a row at this weight. It'd be nice. No, you know who I want to win it? Is the Heat. I wanna see I wanna watch the Heat wrestle. Who I can't tell you that Max Dean is not coming out of red shirt. Look. I can tell you that for a fact. It's funny. I was <laughs> Uh oh. You got approval to talk about this? I mean, I'm not going to say everything, uh, but no, I was just kind of, I was, I was texting, you know, Max Dean the other night, uh, just about what he's been doing training, uh, in his Olympic red shirt year. He's loving every bit of it. He's training hard. He's gearing up for the last chance qualifier. No chance at all that he comes out of red shirt. He said no chance. He can't even, I don't think it's an option anyway. Yeah. Uh, most Ivies, if you're shirt and you're, it's like a gray shirt anyway. And he said that you're not know, even, even if it was an option, he wouldn't anyway. So, um, but he's loving every bit of it. Uh, I hope he I hope he succeeds at the last chance qualifier. I've been a Max Dean fan for a while. You know that. Last couple of years. Well, we've both been Max Dean fans. Don't throw me under the but, bus uh, here. I'm, I'm not saying you were, Ben, but you did trade him to me in fantasy wrestling. For, for Pat, Pat Downey. Downey. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big Max Dean fan, let me tell you. That was a terrible was idea. Dumb. But anyway, so then. Thanks for not wrestling, Pat. Then, then the, the, that was when Pat was with Iowa. <laughs> the next day. The next night. Ooh, I sent a text that was meant for my wife. You did? <laughs> I did. I sent a text 
I thought I was sending it to my wife. I texted you this, and I said I accidentally. Oh, I thought he sent it. No. So I. Oh, said, that makes it even more funny. I know, and he's such a cool dude. Let me find this if I can. Here we go. God, hopefully it wasn't you spreading your butt cheeks. I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you what I said, but uh, I basically sent a text that was meant for my wife, and I get this text back, and I didn't even know what was going on. He said, uh, I think you might have texted the wrong person." With like a big laughing emoji, and I'm like, "Oh shit! I'm so sorry." That was meant to my wife. He said, "No worries. I had a feeling. At least I hope so. Just wanted to make sure you knew." So she ended up getting the message, <laughs> laughing my ass off. So Max, I know you're not even listening to this, but if in case you are, thank you because I made sure I sent my wife that text. That's right. That's good because she's an amazing woman. If Max Dean was in this, uh, I'd pick Max Dean all day. It's in this bracket. Yeah, I think that he he would be right up there, man. Is probably yeah. A- he would definitely be up there. It, it's, well, he would, it be, would still be a dogfight, though. But he he would be top three, yeah, for sure. I mean, no, I mean, and I mean in rankings. I don't know who's going to win this weight class. I don't either. But you know what? That's why I'm so glad I'm going to watch it, Ben. You're going to love watch. Well, no, you'll be in Vegas. Never mind. Are we watching it? You think the Vegas ain't going to have the TVs on? The NCAA, the freaking ESPN is going to be all over this thing. Bachelor party, booby bar. You better be watching movies, not the TVs. No, I got I got my phone. It's a big phone too. I'm going to watch a ton of the rest Glad of you got something that's big. Anyway, next subject. <laughs> <laughs> next topic. Yeah, to close that out, man, I, I hope that Zahid wrestles. I do, too. And also, listen, I hope whatever his issues are, I hope he gets it right. Um, I'm not trying to be insensitive. I wasn't trying to be an idiot or be funny when I said, you know, like, look, I just – recreational drugs are recreational drugs. It's rules. It's rules. It is what it is. If it was a school – administered drug test and the NCAA doesn't get involved, I do expect to see him on the mat. Yeah. And again, no no need to belabor this much more, but I think I have a slightly different opinion than you do about the recreational piece, but I, I think that some drugs have less of a stigma with them. And, you know, I mean, if he's, you know, Freaking shooting up heroin in the back alley, I think that's a serious problem. That's a, that's a huge I, think, problem. I think it's more than, I think it's more of a, more than, <laughs> I, this is tongue in cheek, guys. I'm not saying this is what occurred. I think it's more of a problem. Well, let me ask you this, Ben. Okay. I'm I'm worried about him as a person if he's addicted to, to some highly addictive drug substances. Okay, so let me ask you this: Do you kick him off the team? I don't. Know, one of the most structured things in his life. No, that's the worst thing you could do. Exactly. And if you're going to keep him on the team, do you think he wants to stay on the team if he's not going to wrestle his senior year? Finish it out. Well, he's got a. The biggest thing is he's got a brother there. Yeah. Who just wrestled and who hasn't all American. So no, what I'm saying his, is his brother needs to step up and say that was his. That's pee. right. <laughs> 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 I thought you said his brother was going to step up and like get his back, but you said that <laughs> was his. Pee. Like, you you mistook it. No, it was it, was it wasn't Zahid. It was Anthony. The Z looked put the Z you up sideways. Like, it's an A. You said that's right. That's then, <laughs> I didn't know that's the way you were going. I like it. That's funny. Come on, Anthony, step up, take the hit, and let your brother finish out as a three-time national champ. Exactly. All right, so. Let's move on to another subject, but before we do, you know, all right, just being completely transparent here. We just took a little, we paused recording because Ben and I got bladders the size of peanuts. Um, Pinochle. Pinochles, toe knuckle hair. I don't know what that means, but anyway. Um, and I started thinking about, like, listen, I probably sounded pretty insensitive about the drug thing with heat. I guess the point I'm making is, is, Ben, you were right, man. You always got to care about the person first as an individual, and I'll definitely admit, like, rules are rules, and I understand there are rules for this. I guess the point I'm saying is it's just 
you can't force people to do what they should do or what you think they should do. And it's like if if somebody wants to mess up their body, it's like that that is their choice, especially when you're a grown man. If it's a rule and I'm fine with it, you know, obviously I'm fine with it and I completely agree and respect any suspension regardless of what happens. I just when it comes to that stuff, it, the recreational stuff, it's like it is what it is. You know, to me, it's like, OK, that's you. You're making the dumb decision. You're doing what you got to do, um, because honestly, it, it, I just think it's so hypocritical, especially, especially when you compare it to things like alcohol. Ben, that, that, I guess that's where I'm coming from. But you made a great point. Him as a person is the most important thing. Um, hopefully, whatever it is, whatever the story is, hopefully he gets things figured out. He is an amazing athletic talent who has such a bright future, and you don't want to see anything like that ruined or thrown away. And uh, also, he's a human being, and you don't want to see anybody go through struggles like that. Right. And look, regardless— I apologize. No, look, we—if anybody—everybody that listens to this podcast knows that we get very tongue-in-cheek at times. We make jokes. Sometimes the jokes are off-collar jokes that, you know, some other people might not find funny— but again, the purpose of this podcast is people drinking beer, listening at a bar. So, you know, if, if sometimes people sit around and they make jokes that might not be funny to other people that, you know, we think are kind of funny. I'm not offended by anything you say. And, and the, I guess the point is, is to me, I'm not, I wasn't, yes, uh, we said a lot of stuff tongue in cheek, but it wasn't really a joke to me. It's one of those things where it's not a PED. He's not gaining a competitive advantage if it was a recreational drug. So, my point was, is it doesn't really, I'm not going to get all up in arms and bent out of shape about it. It's not the integrity of sport or anything. It's an adult making a decision to do something to his body that's, that, that really only he is impacted by. Right, and, and we can talk ad nauseum and significantly amount about whether or not the, the government should be able to legislate. Yeah, I'm another person's body. Not, yeah. yeah, so we don't need to go there. What we can say is this: regardless of whether or not Zahid Valencia wrestles in his final NCAA tournament, um, which is kind of similar to remember when Kevin Randleman wasn't able to wrestle his final one. Um, it's interesting. He could pop for. I think Kevin Randleman was grades. Um, oh, grades. I, okay. But but what I'm saying is, Zahid, he was a, he was a big looking dude. Yeah, Zahid, looks real yeah. strong. Zahid still has a future in this sport. He does. Even if he doesn't finish out his his college career, he could still have a future in this sport. And um, I just look forward to if he wants to continue to wrestle, if that's the path he goes down. Um, and then I look forward to continuing to watch him wrestle because he was one of the funnest wrestlers to watch wrestle. He was so much fun. Right. When he, when he and this isn't because he just beat Mark Hall, but when he beat Mark Hall and then smashed the air guitar to kind of throw it back in his face of Hall doing the air guitar, that was one of the coolest moments I ever had at the NCAA tournament because I was like, Wow, this dude just flipped it on him, and then not only did he flip the match on him, he flipped the celebration on him. Yeah, it was uh, dude yeah, is a talent. It was a great memory. Um, I guess I just wanted to clarify that that my I didn't want to seem insensitive because I get it; it's an issue. Obviously, it's just one of those things where I, I guess I've just gotten to the point where it's like, look, if what you're doing is not giving you a competitive advantage, I'm not going to get up in arms if you decide to harm yourself with by doing something like that. I hope you figure it out. I hope you're able to get your you know life in order and that it's not going to impact you long term. But at the end of the day, that's your decision, especially as an adult. Right. So, all right. So, yeah. hey, listen, let's move on. There still was some wrestling, though. There was some wrestling. In um, fact, one of the biggest duels that we typically look forward to every year. Sorry to cut you off, but it's like it's funny because it almost got lost in the shuffle a little bit, whereas – 
like this is normally the duel that like everybody looks forward to. Iowa Oklahoma State at the end of the year. It's one of the final duels to cap off the season. It's pretty much always been a. It's typically always a pretty damn good battle. Not a this time. A lot of great ben. matches. Wow. Not this time. I will tell you, there were some guys that showed that they might have a. You know, they might have the the nutsack to make a little noise at NCAA's. Not a little nutsack. A little, a little nutsack there, but. I think there's a couple of key stories that came out of this, but let's just start with the first one. Iowa has been so dominant in dual meets this year. And listen, they've wrestled Ohio State, Penn State, Oklahoma State. They've wrestled a lot of great teams, okay? Iowa's ran the gauntlet. They've, they, exactly, Ben. And you know what? Not only did they just completely beat down Oklahoma State – some of the guys that wrestled these matches, like like Nick, like Spencer Lee, you know, last year pitching and he beat him in this match. Spencer Ooh, Lee, I tweeted there, that match. He put it out on early. Him. He yeah. put it on him. You know, you, you look at Max Mirren going out there and getting bonus. Pat Lugo getting a pin. That was crazy. That was huge. You know, Michael Kimmer just showing Joe Smith that look, he should have just called it quits. And went back to the the ranch a couple of years ago. It's just to me. And you're right. This did get Okie State doesn't look lost. Okie State looks pedestrian right now with good names. With good names. Now, with that said, Wyatt Sheets yes got a big win this this duel Huge over win. an All American, highly ranked Caleb Young. And it wasn't you know he didn't eat this out in sudden victory. He beat him nine to four. Ben. No, he 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 was. So Caleb Young, th- this is one of the matches I really wanted to talk about because I was super impressed with Wyatt Sheets' ability to counter Caleb Young's offense because Caleb Young was actually being a little more offensive than he normally was and getting the legs. Wyatt Sheets was able to beat him to positions and, and score off of both Caleb Young's shots and Wyatt Sheets' shots. Exactly. But when he gets on top, you know, um, he kind of looks like we were talking with Frank Baxter about that. He looks like his old man. His old man, um, I forget. Mike? Uh, Is it Mike Sheets? Mike Sheets, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mike Sheets was just a hammer yeah. on top. And Wyatt Sheets looks like little Mikey um, on top. He just throws a boot in, and he just goes to work. He was able to beat Young in a number of different positions. And that was a match that, look, I think Wyatt Sheets is kind of under the radar. First-year starter, I believe. Bingo. You know, um, but I think that he's coming on he's a late. He last year. What's that? I'm oh, he sure. was? Yeah, he was started okay. last year. Okay, for some reason I thought it, this year was his first year starting. But he's kind of coming he, – that's how under the radar he is. He's kind of coming on as of late, and I, I bet you – I haven't looked at his wrestle stat, but I bet you he's got a couple decent wins this year that would make you think that this guy could be a player at the NCAA well, tournament. he does. He actually, he, he actually does, and I was looking at this, preparing for this podcast. Wyatt Sheets is – I think he's like 18-6, and 19-6 and six this year, okay? But listen to some of the guys that he's got wins over. Not only does he have the win over Caleb Young, which is a great win, he's got the win over Jarrett Jacuse from, from Missouri, who is a phenomenal wrestler in his own right. He beat Talib Ramani from Pittsburgh, who I think made the round of 12 a couple years ago, round 12, round 16, something like that, who's yeah. been a, a really a really good wrestler as well. Um, so he, he's got some good wins. He's also got some head-scratching losses. Right. There's that inconsistency right there. But, Ben, I think you're right. I think he just showed that he's a guy that could definitely – if you're, it, 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 he could definitely pull some upsets at the tournament, which gets me excited. I mean, honestly, it gets me excited. I did not expect him to be. Caleb I didn't Young. realize he was a junior. I thought he was a sophomore. No, he's a junior. I think he uh, did not start as a redshirt freshman. He went back and forth last year in the starting lineup That's at 157. Right. It was him and somebody else. It was Shomers, right? 
The dude know. that transferred from Edinburgh? Was that him? Yeah. I, I, thought, I, I don't know. I thought it was. But um, And then obviously this year. But the win over Caleb Young is super impressive, especially in this duel. Um, and, and I don't think it was a fluke. I don't think it was a fluke at all. Or is it also concerning for Caleb Young in Iowa at that weight? Because I think that I think that I think you can do both. I think you cannot take anything away from what Wyatt Sheets did by beating Caleb Young by by a score of five, and also look at look at Caleb Young's season and be a little concerned with what they've seen at that weight class. And we've talked about it before. I think this dude is cutting some serious weight. He was a, he was an undersized seventy four pounder a couple years ago. But his only, but he doesn't have that option anymore. He can't beat Marinelli. Pretty sure there was an interview, Ben, where he said that he is very much acclimated to the weight and it's not impacting him. He's got three losses on the year. And his he's got cheeks will say something different. He's got phenomenal he's wins. sucked out. Okay, well, regardless, okay, I mean, guys cut weight. Some guys can handle it. Some guys can't. His three losses this year to Wyatt Sheets, Quincy Monday, 3-2, to two, and David Carr, 6-1. to one. All right, he's got wins over guys like... Um, Will Luan, he's got a win over Peyton Robb. He's got a win over Kendall Coleman. He's got two wins over Kendall Coleman, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Marcus Hartman. Um, he, he, he's beaten everyone else that's been in front of him. So, but, look, but by what score? He's wrestled a lot of close matches. He wrestled close matches and when you all do year that, last year. I know. But when you do that, you play with fire, especially at the NCAA tournament. I, I, look, I'm not, I'm, what I'm trying to say here is this guy's not penciled in as an All-American for me. Whereas we thought at the start of the year, wasn't he ranked second to Hidley because he had beaten Deacon last? Uh, maybe. Maybe. I, I, I don't recall, but that sounds right. That's the problem when you base your rankings off the national tournament. Right. From, but from that, the year before. But, but I guess we had, is, we, got, we had pretty high expectations for this gentleman. What I'm saying is last year he had seven losses and finished fifth place. Okay? And... He, he he actually struggled to get marquee wins last year, okay, um, until the NCAA tournament. Deacon owned him until the NCAA tournament when he beat him twice. Yeah. If I'm Iowa, I'd say we're going to learn from this. I'd rather you lose this match now than lose it at the national tournament. You're going to learn from this. You're actually not making a bad point. When you do compare him, I just remember being higher on him last season, which is funny because he has better wins this year. You See, and that's where I'm, I'm going to disagree I think that's with you there. You were not that high on him last year because I had him on my fantasy team, and you would never admit that he, that he was going No, to towards the end of the year, I was really high on him. Okay. I think I was. Now, granted, <laughs> we're, we're thinking about a year away. So, but, anyway, um, props to Wyatt Sheets. Caleb Young's going to have to figure some stuff out, but look. Caleb Young's a guy that's not going to run the gauntlet and go undefeated throughout the season. Okay, he's going to take his take his bumps, right? But he's proven he can beat great guys. Yeah, I think that uh, your takes are better than mine on that. A match that, match. that I found really interesting, Ben. One sixty-five Marinelli versus Travis Whitlake, and the reason that is, yes, Travis Whitlake battled in this match. He absolutely battled in this match. Travis Whitlake is a redshirt freshman. He's from the state of Oregon, if I'm not mistaken um i believe he did some i think it's oregon or whatever oregon oregon dude hey listen <laughs> it is oh you giving me the stare down i'm giving you the stare down i agree with everything you're anyway, gonna say all right then shut the hell up the point i'm making is the guy's got two losses on the year right three losses yeah he's got three losses on the year is that what it is or two uh, no two he's got two a one point loss to marinelli and he lost four to one to shane griffith who is undefeated this year out of Stanford. That's going to be a tough okay. ranker right there. Rank that. Or see Whitlake that. has quietly put together a really solid season. 
Now, granted, he doesn't have a lot of marquee. He hasn't got that, like, oh, my God, he, he just beat this right. dude. But he's probably got a lot of top 30 wins, like NCAA qualifier wins. Right? Yeah, 100%. Travis Whitlake, at this point, assuming he wins the Big 12, if he wins the Big 12, he's going to come out of the Big 12 with two losses. He's going to be a top six seed. He'll be a top six seed. <clears throat> Maybe seven. Give me seven. Mm. All right. Um, All right, Deacon, one, Hidley, another one. Um, yeah, because I think he'll be seated over McFadden. Yeah. Probably. I mean, you're going to seed Jesse Dovecchia was hit with his two losses over, oh, over Whitlake? I think Dovecchia's probably better wins. Really? I, I'm going to ask you to look at that then. Wait, is not even at that weight class. He's not at 165? No, he's at 57. At, oh, I'm sorry. Fuck. Yeah, let's, let's run that back. Dude, okay, duh. All right, Vincenzo, Marinelli, Wick, Shields, Griffith, White. After that, it's going to be a toss-up for the, for the seven between McFadden, Monday, or I think Whitley. Bullard's going to be in there, too. You think Thomas Bullard's going to be in there with his five losses? You think he's going to get seated ahead of— But he beat McFadden. No, you're right. I, I agree with you. I think Whitlake is going to be a top I think he's going to be a top seven seed. Seat. Well, seven looks like his ceiling, right? He's not going to be seated—I'd be surprised if he's—I'd he's, be surprised if he's seated over Shields. White, Wick, Griffith, Marinelli, or Joseph. I'd be surprised. Does he have the resume to be seated over White, though? Who's White's got three losses. All right, Marinelli, Joseph, and Evan Wick. Who's he beaten this year? White's beaten Shields, Shields twice. He beat Shields twice. He's beaten Ethan okay. Smith. Well, who? I mean, no, look, Ethan Smith is a guy. <laughs> He's a gentleman. <laughs> Please go on and talk Ethan about Ethan Smith him. exists. He does exist. <laughs> It's going to be interesting to see how it happens. I'm looking at right now, what I'm looking at is WrestleStats RPI rankings, and I'm going to 165. Ooh, I, like that. I didn't Travis know he could Whitlake do that. is currently third, I'm sorry, fourth in the RPI. How the fuck do you do that for weight class? Well, you just got to understand how to navigate the, the interwebs. 165. Okay. So, when you start getting into coaches rank, all right, Whitlake's eight, and when you get an MPI rank, he is third. Where do you find all his info? Yeah, you, know, you show me later. He 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 was third, third or fourth. So now you're talking. That, hey, look, he is ahead of guys like White Shields and McFadden and Devin Wick when it comes to that. It's gonna get interesting. The point I'm making is, is I think even with a three to two loss, he proved he can battle, and his season has not well, been a fluke. He beat Bullard nine three. Yeah, his season has not been a fluke. This guy can make some noise, Ben. That's probably his best win. I mean, that's not a bad win. It's not a bad win at all. That's a good win. And he has no bad losses. So, yeah, I guess what's, what's lost on me before we even talk about the matches, we, we knew Whitlake was good. I mean, shit, he was part of a big recruiting class. I think he might have been the number one recruit. Right, yeah, Whitlake isn't this dude that's coming out of Oregon and surprising a bunch of people. I mean, I think he— He did stuff at, at the Cadet World stage, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, so— Could be wrong, I don't know. Last but, year, but, only two losses in, in, in red shirt. All right, a head scratcher, and then he lost to uh, Selden Wright from Old Dominion. Which Dude, you're gonna have head scratchers in the red shirt. You're, you're gonna have it, unless you're the elite of the elite, which Whitlake is not the elite of the elite. But is he a guy that just took Alex Marinelli toe to toe? He also and, beat Joe Lee this year. Yeah, he did. He right. did. Everybody talks about Joe Lee. Joe Lee Smoley. Like Joe Mama. Oh, do a bag of donuts. Anyways, I really enjoyed the Eddie match, Gerald, because it's another good win. Seventeen and five. Gerald uh, Christian. No, Ebbett Gerald from um, Drexel. He's 17-5. Been a national qualifier, right? Beat him up. Yeah. What about Gerald from uh, Fairmont? I don't even know what that means. 
what I right, what I liked about the match though was the fact that Whitlake was able to show his ability to stand toe to toe with one of the best high hand fighters in the game at this weight class, absorb all of the punishment with regards to all of the shots, stop them, and keep Marinelli from scoring multiple takedowns. It really was a battle. Whitlake was able to bang with them the entire time. Whitlake had no problem hand fighting with Marinelli. Now, he's been a pretty good hand fighter this year, but yeah. especially if you go back and watch the Griffith match against Stanford. Mm-hmm. Look, Griffith, a little more savvy than him. Griffith's hand. really dynamic. He, extremely, but you know what? Whitlake has been one of the guys that Griffith just didn't blow out of the water. They just didn't right. manhandle him. No, I think where Griffith is limited which a lot of people are at this at, at his age is offensively, right? He doesn't quite have the offense against the best guys to to find that takedown, right? Like, uh, here's a bad example that I'll give you: Ethan Smith. It took him forever to start being able to take down the good guys. Now he still hasn't figured out how to beat really the good guys, but it takes you a long time to be able to really figure out how to take down the good guys. And I don't know if he's quite cracked that nut yet. That doesn't mean you can't all American. Um, but I just wouldn't put him in the title contention conversation. You are no longer allowed to mention Ethan Smith on this podcast for the next three weeks. I'm done with it. I'm okay, done with thank it. You. Thank you. Until he wins Big Tens. So I'm looking at Whitlake right now from high school because I was just curious. Yeah. 196-2 record in high school. All right. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty good. I get it. It's 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 Oregon. Oregon. Whatever you wanted to call it. Um, no, it's Oregon. First in Greco. Third in freestyle at Fargo 2015. First at Fargo. That's in right, Gre- he's a Greco guy. If he, he, he did a first place sweep. At Fargo in Greco and Freestyle and Folk Style 2016. Took third at the 2016 Cadet World Championships. Fifth in Freestyle Fargo in 18. Was a two-time UWW Cadet National Champion in Akron. And took third at UWW Junior Nationals in 2018. He was a UWW champ. Cadet champ and UWW Junior third. He was a two-time. That's huge. That determines, cadet champ. That determines your team. That's your real team right there. Yeah, he was a two-time team. cadet UWW champ. And then took third at UWW Juniors. The boy can scrap. Yeah, he's, his resume is amazing. And he's a guy that I think has quietly, under the radar, put together a great season because he doesn't have, you know, like the the super, the, the big, big name win. But I was impressed with his loss against Marinelli, and I look forward I to watching him at the Nationals. Look, I'm impressed with anybody that can keep Marinelli from only scoring three points. Seriously. I, I, like, Marinelli is a point-scoring machine. And, you know, I mean, I know he's not like a tech fall wizard, but... He's typically able to grab. He's typically good for three takedowns a match, even against really good guys. It wasn't you know, here. You know, one thing he's good at, regardless of what the score is, he's good at bullying guys and making them look helpless. And he didn't do that against Whitlake. No, Whitlake was ready for the challenge. Great point. Another person I was extremely impressed with in this duel, and you can kick me in the nuts and call me Susie because I know you're not as high on this guy as I am. It's Hatley Max goes. Murin. Oh, Max Murin. Okay. Max Murin has just he. He's finally starting to look like what they recruited. Goes out there last week and he beats uh, Mitch McKee um, in a really nice match. He looked he looked like an All American in that match. And then he takes on Dusty Hone, who if you look at I know it's Dusty Hone and not Caden Jafeller, but if you look at Dusty Hone's season, hasn't been bad. Not a bad season. Not and bad. he goes out there and I wasn't expecting a major, and he whips him up. Major. I wasn't expecting. You're right. He toys with him. I, I, I'm not going to disagree with you. you I like Murin's trajectory. I'm coming right now. around. I'm Murin. You said it great right there. His trajectory. Um, I'm still not penciling him, penciling him as an All-American. I, I need to see it you know, at Nationals. But he, he's doing everything he should be doing right now. And he's looking fantastic doing it. He, and he's definitely looking like that shoulder injury isn't bothering him anymore. So that's great. Um, and if he keeps this up, I mean, I, I was going to be real tough to beat. 
It's going to be real tough to beat. I think he's a key cog in that Iowa win, or, or, or for, to, to, to have Iowa win, because I think that you don't know. If you're Iowa, you don't know what you're going to get at 84, in, or excuse me, 97, and especially at 84. Speaking of 97, Jake Warner had a nice win over Dodgers. Really good. All-American. What gear take last year? Hold on, I'll check. Third. Was it that high? I think it I knew was, it was third at 184, wasn't it? Or am I just freaking spouting crap off at the mouth like I normally do? Seventh. Okay. He took seventh. I was way off. <laughs> did, he, <laughs> did he start the season ranked third? No. Oh, damn Maybe it. this year. That's what I meant. Did he start the season ranked third? Maybe that's what it was. See, I told you I was <laughs> like, I'm, I'm drunk. No, but here's the, thing, here's the thing about gear. Remember, we were wondering why he was even in the lineup last year. Yeah. Because remember with Jacoby and it ended, ended well, up. Well, actually, I was wondering why Joe Smith was in the lineup last year, to right. be honest with you. Well, because Chandler Rogers ended up not being in the lineup. Yeah. That was but, dumb. And then he goes out there and he was the only one of all of them, the All American. Right. So, uh, Gear, yeah, I'm very impressed with Jacob Warner with this match. He was able to actually look offensive, he didn't look sloppy at all. He looked like a legitimate guy there. And I think when you look at Jacob Warner wrestle, um, it's a tale of two Jacob Warners, depending on who you're looking for. There's a guy that can go out there, and he's going to wrestle real close, and you know he's not going to try to p- rack up points and maybe sneak away a win. There's a guy out there. There's a, there's a Jacob Warner that can actually go out there and can put it on returning All Americans and score some points, and that's what you saw against this one. And I think that's what they were. Jacob Warner was a huge, huge, huge recruit, bad. big, big recruit. time recruit, and. I think they're really waiting for him. You know, they're they're ready for him to really kind of hit that stride that they thought. I get it. He got on the podium last year, but he's been up and down, inconsistent, right? Well, no more inconsistent than the fact that he's beaten and lost to Patrick Bucky this year. You know what I mean? Like that's what it is. And he doesn't. Sometimes he looks dominant against good guys. Sometimes he doesn't look dominant against guys that are not that good. So uh, Iowa is hitting their stride at the right time, which bodes very well for them. I want to go back to. To Okie State for a second because yes, let's do it. Look, Okie State got blown out of this duel, but they've got some guys that are quietly under the radar having a great season, and another one of those guys is Anthony Montalvo at 184. Absolutely, okay? absolutely. Now he, Nelson Brands wrestles this match against him. Um, word has it that what's up with that? Well, apparently, and this is just rumors, but Assad was ready to go. I think he's fighting a little injury. He was ready to go. He's definitely going to compete at Big Tens. Okay. And he wanted to go. At least this is just the rumor. But they threw Nelson Brands out there. I'm pretty sure Cash Wilkie's season is done. All right. Wilkie uh, took a loss last week. Um, you know, it's just, it is what it is. Can we pour one out for Cash Money? You want to pour one out? Oh, yeah, sure. Don't do it on my carpet, but. Red um, wine on your carpet? No. no. All right. I but, love but, but, Cash Wilkie. That's a bummer. But go ahead. It's always a bummer when you see the guy that's made the round of 12 a couple of times lose a spot as a senior. It always is. Yeah. It's but, the sport. It's the sport, man. I think I have too big of a heart for this sport. You, you only, you know, deserve, deserve what, what you're you earn. Exactly. But no. speaking of Montavo, here's a guy, decent recruit coming out of California. Sure. Okay? People know who this dude was. Had a nice red shirt season last year, 18 and 3. This year, he had some, you know, again, going back to those head scratching losses early in the season, but they weren't like blowout losses. A one point loss to Owen Webster from Minnesota, a sudden victory loss to Stefanik from Princeton, who's a pretty good wrestler in his own right. You know, he, he lost a, you know, Matthew Waddell from, from Navy, who has a gone, I'm sorry, from Chattanooga, who's put together a nice season. Matthew Waddell's not bad. He lost to uh, David Key from, from Navy. That's the Navy guy. But 
recently, he's got the win over Brands. He's got a win over Dylan Wisman. Dylan Wisman is a good freaking wrestler. He's got a win over Zach Carlson from South Dakota State, 24-5. and five, Marcus who Coleman. Who's a really good wrestler. Uh, Marcus Coleman, another guy from Iowa State. He's also got a win over Nino Bonacorsi this year. He's a guy that could make some noise and shake this weight class. Uh, speaking that, of that win over Nino Bonacorsi is, is impressive. Um, I think that this guy's done what you see a lot of. Again, when we get back to this freshman do. And they have freshmen that aren't like the elite of the elite, right? They have head scratching losses, but they also can have some good wins. I don't care. I'm I'm pretty high on Owen Webster, to be honest with you. If you watch Owen Webster wrestle, he's super fun to watch wrestle. He's ready to go upper body any day and every day of the week. So I, I'm not. I don't think that's a bad loss against over Owen Webster or Stefanik. So I'm not terribly concerned about that. I'm not saying they're bad losses. I'm just saying. You know, Owen Webster is a guy who's nineteen and nine. Okay, up and down season sure. again. D three champ. He tra- he's a transfer. Well, he's been at Minnesota for three years. His third year at Minnesota. He's never qualified. Never started. I know. Um, was he was he a champ at Augsburg? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I don't know that. So it, it's he's fun to watch. I like. I, I just love watching him wrestle. He's yeah. He's fun to watch. That's all I got. Hey, Anthony Montalvo. But I think Montalvo has the chance to to, to make some noise, man. Well, this weight class is is, is a, like we said earlier. It's a nightmare. So oh, it's absolutely a nightmare. I mean, if 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 you told me that Anthony Montavo beat Taylor Venz or Ava Saad or Louis Dupre or somebody in the round of twelve dollar American, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I mean, anything can happen. So I think Oklahoma State, while they did not show the way that you would expect them to do in this match, it's a couple of things here. One. It's indicative of the season that Iowa is having. Iowa is the favorite right now. They've run the gauntlet through the duels. They've looked very good. Um, but Oklahoma State has a lot to look forward to for the future, especially if if a guy like Dayton Fix isn't going to have any troubles. You know what well, I mean? Well, didn't they have the number one recruiting class the past two years? Uh, I know last year. Yeah. It was so, last year, right? I mean, the, for sure. the cover ain't bare, dude. Oklahoma no, State. not at all. Uh, you know, people are wondering whether or not John Smith's on the hot seat. <laughs> People are people are really wondering that you just make that up. Yeah, it's on the mat.com. Oh, the, 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 so like three people up. are wondering. That's just made up. Fucking Kentucky mud flaps <laughs> is, is, wonder, is saying that. It's not even mud flaps. But yeah, I mean it's 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 bad out there. When when John when people are thinking that John Smith's on the hot seat, dude, look at what this dude has done. Yeah, they're down, and by down it means you know they've had some bad the bad years, but they've also won some trophies. They are underperforming a little bit this year, but you know you can't help a lot of stuff with when G Feller's out of the lineup, when Cade Brock tears his ACL, when Dayton, the, go ahead. Oh, speaking look, Cade Brock injured for the year. I think this is the second year he's going to miss due to injury. Yeah, he's gonna, so he's going to get a, another year. By the way, I think it was just announced that Bula Wallen just got a six year as well. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'm sure he would. So, you know, look, they could make some noise in the next couple of years. So it'll be fun to watch. Speaking of Bula Wallen, we'll end on this. Pat Lugo, that was crazy. The double it underhooks, was. hip in, and just chucked him to his yeah. back. That was man stuff in front of Carver Hawkeye. That that was impressive. Oh, for sure. For sure. That yes. was. That was really impressive. I was I was supremely impressed with with what Pat Lugo was able to do to Boo Wallen in that match. I'm starting to think that Pat Lugo is definitely Pat Lugo and Sasso probably. Give me Kalodzik. Yeah, yeah, Kalodzik. Give me Kalodzik. Yeah, I, for, I always forget about him because he's know, back. 149 is going to be like 184 without Zahid. So many guys right. that could beat each other on any given day, any given match, and you just don't know what's going to happen. 
It's going to be nuts. It's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be nuts. Okay. All right, so let's wrap this podcast up, man. Um, Give me your biggest surprise of the season. Now we've pretty much wrapped up the regular season. We're going conference tournament start the weekend of March 7th, 8th. What's what's your biggest surprise this year? My biggest surprise is the inability of one of a team to be able to really nail down that third spot. So we know that Iowa is number one, uh, at least right now. Right. Penn State, you know, absent Kirkwood coming out, uh, Kirkwood, Kirkwood or whatever, however the hell you say it, comes out of red shirt. Um, they're number two. But number three, I think that it could be a number of teams. I think that legitimately Ohio State probably could potentially be the favorite there. But I think you got teams like Oklahoma State, Nebraska, Wisconsin, UNI. I mean, hell, you can go down the line all the way to Arizona State, Purdue. I, there, there's a number of different teams that have legitimate shots depending on capabilities to finish third and fourth. And the trophy race is going to be awesome this year. So not only is the title race going to be pretty good if – well, we'll see. We'll see. I think the Penn State has a shot to still make this title race fun. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. But I think that the trophy race is going to be really fun, which is going to keep a number of people intrigued, a number of fan bases intrigued. I think it's going to come down to that Saturday morning to determine who is three and who's four. So give me your, th- give me your four teams. Right now. Just pick well, right- obviously, Iowa, Penn State. I think I like Ohio State and... Man, it's tough, isn't it? I I don't know the fourth team exactly. I, I, it's so it would be it would be so speculative for me to give the fourth team. I haven't done enough research to. Th- to I think if I think if NC State can get anything out of people other than the Hidley brothers, then I think that they got a good shot at it. You know, they got Tariq too, who's proven he can get the job. That's what they're going to need. They're going to need Tariq right. and one of the Bullards to do it. Because I don't think they're going to get much out of Renan. I don't think so either, and I think, and that's strictly due to injuries, in my opinion. I think if they, I think if if Wilson gets on the podium and Bullard gets on the podium, one of the headlays, you know, finishes maybe second, and the other one finishes first or second. I mean, both those guys have a shot to make the finals, right? Then I think that they could do it. It'd be fun to watch. It'd be real fun to watch. I'd like to see an ACC team get in there and, and not just be Big Ten, you know. Yeah, that's a good point. Good point. Also love what you and I's doing, and imagine they're doing it without Holschlag, who got injured. True, you know, that's true too. Do you have any thoughts on the te- the, the the team race? I, I mean, I looked into this a little bit before we started. No, I, I I think that's I'm with you. I think it's been honestly without that this year. This year would be kind of boring to follow, and I don't mean any disrespect by that. I just mean there hasn't been a lot of like major major storylines, things to follow. The team race is very intriguing. Um, I, I, I'm with you on your picks mostly. Um, Iowa, Penn State, Ohio State. Um, the thing is going to come down to that uh, that fourth team. And there are any number of teams that have the ability. I mean, look, what about a team like Princeton? What if Pat Glory Ooh. makes Pat Glory's undefeated. What if he makes the finals? What if Kolodzik wins it? What if a guy like Brucky pulls through? You know, you've he can got make some the finals guys easily. He, he could. 197 is. Again, wide open. That would be there's, amazing. There's that would just be awesome they, if Princeton got a trophy. You know, again, you get you get a few guys that play super high. Anything can happen. You know, you got teams like, you know, Arizona State. Zahid's got to wrestle. Um, yeah, if he wrestles, they've got a shot. I, I don't see it being NC State, Ben. I really don't, for whatever reason. You don't like you. Don't. I, I just don't. 
they got enough bullets in the chamber to do it. They they do. You got to have bullets, right? But I don't expect it to happen. Is the thing they'd have to have a lot of guys do things that you would absolutely would not expect. Um, so yeah, you know. But I think that this is what I I can't recall a year where it's been this wide open for a team trophy. Even after two, so because I'm not saying Ohio, Ohio, I wouldn't pencil Ohio State in. I'm not the way they've wrestled. I'm looking at theopenmat.com right now, and they're they're D1 the team rankings, and they they actually do it by projected tournament points. Yeah, so this me, is obviously going to be without bonus. Give me the give me the rundown. So Iowa is head and shoulders above everyone, 128 points, number one. Penn State is two with 77. Ohio State is three with 70. But listen to this: four, five. Five, four, five, six, seven, and eight. 52, 50 and a half, 50 and a half, 45 and a half, 42 and a half. And that is Princeton, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Arizona State, and Northwestern. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And you still have a team. We didn't even talk about Northwestern. But you, you still have a team like Oklahoma State with Piccinini. All right? Piccinini. Um, Bula Wallen. All right? We talked about White Sheets making some noise. Travis Whitlake could definitely do some damage out there. Who knows what Joe Smith you're going to see. They got bullets, right? right? Dakota Gear's been an All-American. Yeah. Anything could happen. Montalvo, we just talked about him. So even they have a maybe, chance. Yeah, maybe maybe, 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 they're the, maybe they're the sleeper team. What about Purdue? Schroeder? Let, I mean, let's, Coleman, talk, let's talk about Purdue. Liddy? So we know that Schroeder's got a chance to make the podium. Uh, Perriott's probably on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. Coleman definitely has a shot. He's looked great this year. Lighty has been a, phenomenal. He's looked amazing. And then Bruner, if Bruner, he comes back healthy. He hasn't wrestled in a while. That's right. the thing. Yeah. They need Bruner. But if he if he comes back healthy, they they could sneak in there. Dude, all we know is that we don't know anything about two th- or about three beyond. Or we don't. After two, we don't know anything. We really don't. All right. So last question I'm going to ask you. We can both answer this if you want. Before we wrap up this podcast, give me one guy. I'm so interested. One guy that you would have never thought before the season started to have a chance to actually win his weight class that now you think could be that 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 sleeper. I don't even call him a sleeper. That surprise guy that could go out there and win his weight class. Ooh. Just give me one guy. Well, you're going to have to give me a sec. Oh no! You don't need to go look at WrestleStat and all the rankings. No, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I mean, just like serious. Who's the one guy that you've been so impressed with this year that you think, hey, I didn't think he would be a title contender early, but now I think he is. Okay, so I got two guys, and you're gonna no, sh- you're gonna give me one, one fucking guy, Ben. Answer the question. Mason Paris. Right on. That's my pick as well. Really? Mason Paris, one hundred percent. I didn't think he had a shot against Stevenson, but the way he's wrestling Mason right now, Paris. he looks like a man on a mission. Dude, Mason Paris has looked phenomenal this year. Phenomenal. And honestly, this is the guy. He didn't All-American last All-American year. He didn't All-American last year. Was a freshman. You know, had some, you know, he took his lumps. All right. Looked good at times. Not so good at times. Progressed as the season went on. Conan, he got Conan Jennings a couple times. But this is a dude, Ben, that has gone out there. And not only has he beaten, beaten good wrestlers, he's dominated good wrestlers. 26-0, and 0, all right, with a... 65% bonus percent. He has beaten Hilger. He's beaten Cassie. Penn Cassiope. He's beaten all of them. All comers. Carter Isley. Tanner Hall. Matt Stencil multiple times. I mean, Demetrius Stencil Thomas. Stencil was the guy that knocked him out at the NCAA tournament. He's beaten too. Matt Stencil three times this year. 4-1, 4-0, and 9-2. Not, he's, Are you on WrestleStat? 
I think yeah. Stencil was his last loss at NCAAs last year, I believe. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, he lost him in the was it blood round. Round sixteen. Round yeah. twelve. Round twelve. Yeah. That that's my pick as well. Yeah. Oh well, mind melting right there, it's baby. It's okay, man. All right. That's all I got, dude. You got anything else you want to add? No, nah, baby. All right. Love so, it. hey, thanks for tuning in. Episode one hundred and thirteen of the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast. Hey, man. As Ben likes to say, the haze in the barn. The haze right, this in is the it. Barn. Conference time coming up. Big Ten week. Big Ten weekend is coming up. But it's not this weekend. It's actually it's it's we got two weeks from now. Yeah, I know, yeah. but I'm getting excited. Okay, get excited. All right, that's <laughs> all we got for you guys. As always, don't wind up on your back, bros. <laughs>